There's a spirit at Bryan Health, a passion that says we can make it better, stronger, to raise our kids, to build our future, to move forward together. It's time for Bryan Health Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. If your doctor has told you that you have high blood pressure, they may recommend blood pressure medication to help control that hypertension. The array of medications available can be quite confusing. My guest today is Dr. Joseph Coomer. He's a cardiologist at Brian Hart. Welcome to the show, Dr. Coomer. So first, just give a quick definition of hypertension. Well, hi, Melanie. Thank you very much for having me here. Well, hypertension you know, is something we all hear about. It's a very common thing. Um, basically, it's high blood pressure, which seems kind of self-explanatory, but exactly how high is too high is, as a general rule, you want your blood pressure to be less than about 140 over 90. Some people um, with more different um, uh, medical conditions, we might go for about 150 over 90 or less, but it kind of depends upon your age, depends upon your um, other factors with your health, your heart health, etc. So then if somebody comes to you and you've determined that they have hypertension, even if it's not really very high, but maybe you want to put them on medication, Dr. Coomer. What are some of these various medications? As I said in the intro, they can be a little bit confusing. People aren't sure what the medications are even intended to do. Well, but the bottom line is we always want the blood pressure to be a little bit lower. Again, we kind of have our goals, and those goals are a little bit different for each individual. And there's a lot of different medications out there that can achieve those. And Exactly what the best one is for any individual. It's kind of a, it's kind of a moving target in a way because there's some that are better for certain people. There are some that are better for um, others. And again, that depends upon um, how high your blood pressure is. It depends upon your heart health. It depends upon your kidneys. Um, a lot of the medications that we use uh, work. Well, each one basically works in a different mechanism or a different way. So you kind of have to look at the whole picture as far as what are the other things that you're trying to accomplish with the blood pressure medication. Um, as a heart doctor, a lot of my patients obviously have blocked arteries. They've had heart attacks before. And there's category medications um, called beta blockers, and those are pretty pretty universally used. There's a lot of different types of them. There's ones called, or some of the more common uh, generic names are um, metoprolol, there's atenolol, nabivolol, and these are pretty common for my patients because they work very well. Uh, they're good at lowering the blood pressure. They do tend to cause uh, some side effects in some people. Now, those aren't extremely common, but they do slow everything down. So the way that the, uh, the beta blockers work, they tell the heart to beat a little bit slower. And when the heart beats, it pumps blood forward. That pumps into the arteries. The more blood is pumped in the arteries, the higher the pressure is in them. So when you slow the heart rate, the heart pumps a little bit less blood overall that lowers the pressure in the arteries, and that's how they work as far as lowering the blood pressure. Plus, the beta blockers relax the heart a little bit, too, so it doesn't pump quite as strongly. And if your heart is uh, somewhat weak, if you've had a heart attack before, that can actually be beneficial for the heart. It kind of helps to relax the heart itself. Another medication category that we use pretty commonly are medications called um, ACE inhibitors. Um, Lysinopril is a very common one. Um, we use that uh, quite a bit. There's several different ones. The way to remember the um, ACE inhibitors is that they almost always end in pril, P-R-I-L, like lisinopril. These are great medications. They work very well. They're usually very, very well tolerated. So um, they work in a mechanism that helps to, uh, that 
it works on a certain hormone system within the body that the kidneys are largely in charge of. So it kind of blocks a certain hormone pathway that ultimately goes on to um, to tell the kidneys to pull more fluid in the body. And again, the more fluid in the body, the more um, stays inside the arteries, that increases the pressure in them. Kind of like when the heart pumps more blood in the arteries and stretches them out and expands pressure there. So the ACE inhibitors are kind of designed to keep a little bit, keep the kidneys from uh, pulling quite as much fluid in the body. And then also just at the level of the arteries themselves, the ACE inhibitors work on kind of relaxing those arteries to bring the blood pressure down as well. Another very common category are called angiotensin receptor blockers. Those are very similar to the ACE inhibitors. Um, Losartan is an example of one of those. These are um, still pretty affordable, as are the ACE inhibitors for the most part. They work very, very similar to the ACE inhibitors, and these are considered to be first-line agents for, for high blood pressure. They work in a little different pathway with the mechanism that tells the body to pull more fluid in, into the body. Um, I'm sorry, it tells the kidneys to pull a little more fluid in the body, but ultimately it ends up being a very, very similar effect. Um, the other thing you'll hear a lot about and that a lot of people are taking are diuretics, and these are simply medications that make you pee. They just make you urinate more. Again, if you think about pressure inside an artery, um, if, you, if you think about it as a balloon, you keep on pouring, pushing more and more air into a balloon, you're going to see it stretch out, the pressure increases. Well, the same thing with more fluid into an artery. The more and more fluid there is in the arteries, the higher the pressure. So if you urinate more, that gets rid of some of the fluid throughout the whole body, and in particular within the arteries, that's how they work for lowering the pressure inside the arteries. So they do, they work very well. Uh, they're tolerated very well, except they do make you urinate more frequently. So um, hydrochlorothiazide and furosemide are a couple examples of those. So those are um, very effective. We use them a lot, but keep in mind that they might make you just kind of run to the bathroom a little more often than you would otherwise, and sometimes people have more profound effect too. But um, I guess the last major category that we use relatively commonly are called um, calcium channel blockers. These work mostly just by relaxing the arteries themselves. It's more of a direct action on the arteries that causes them to relax, they expand out, and then that lowers the pressure inside the arteries, lowers the blood pressure. Um, uh, amlodipine is a very common example of those. Most of those end in peen, like amlodipine, P-I-N-E. So um, again, these are actually pretty affordable medications, and calcium channel blockers are, are usually very well tolerated, so um, not many major side effects for the most part. Really, there's um, when you look at the first medication, if you go to your doctor and, and they check your blood pressure and they say, wow, it's high, usually we're going to have a patient come back a month later, a couple weeks later, check it again, and just see. Even if it still is above that 140 over 90, which is our general category that we like to see, we'll often start with medication. The ones that, are, that we would start with now generally are going to be the diuretics, the angiotensin receptor blockers, the ACE inhibitors, or the calcium channel blockers. The beta blockers, we usually like to hold those off unless there's some other direct reason, like if you've had a heart attack before, they're more beneficial there. If your heart muscle is weak, it's more beneficial there. But for the most part, any of those other four medica medication categories we started off with are usually pretty, um, pretty well considered to be first line. Do you sometimes have to combine medications? 
the vast majority of people need at least two medications to control their blood pressure. Uh, we'd, we've um, changed the guidelines here and there throughout the course of years, of course, as new information comes about. But the general thought is most people um, are going to need two medications. So the guidelines now say that for the majority of people, it's even reasonable to start with two medications in some instances. Um, you never have to, but it's always um, something you have to keep in mind. So there's a lot of combination pills. Um, they work just the same as taking two different pills. It's just two different medications combined into one. So it's a little more simple. A lot of those do cost a little bit more. So sometimes we avoid them for that purpose. But it is more convenient because it might just be one pill a day rather than two to ones. But don't be at all surprised. Don't think that you're an exception to the rule um, at all if you have to be on more than one medication because most patients do require that. And if they're not working, how often do you tell people to keep track of their blood pressure? And if they're not working, do you sometimes have to change the dosages? Well, we usually start off at a lower dose and then kind of titrate up. Um, We never want to put you on more than you need, of course. So we'll start off at something more conservative. And one thing that really can help is getting a blood pressure cuff uh, to check your blood pressure at home, especially if if there's some some times where it seems a little bit high, but then other times it looks great. A lot of times when you come in the doctor's office, it's a little bit elevated just by, being, just by the stress of being in the doctor's office. So sometimes it's better to get one of those machines where you can check it at home. Now, we like to see patients, you know, at least when we're titrating the medications, a lot of times you go to the doctor every month or so to see how that's working and then go up on the dose as needed. But it's very, very helpful if you can have a machine that you can pick up at pretty much any drugstore or any pharmacy. They work great, and... Um, it's really helpful because you can check your blood pressure at home in a relaxed environment. We generally want you to be um, sitting still in a relaxed environment for at least five, if not 10 minutes. Um, And that's what we consider to be the most accurate blood pressure. So if you have that ability, you can check it on your own at home, check at different times of the day because the blood pressure is always changing. And then you can bring that in your doctor's office and they can say, well, here's what my average readings are doing. You can see a much more um, accurate assessment over the course of time rather than just that one moment in time when you're in the doctor's office. Dr. Coomer, what's all the fuss with salt about? And if somebody does suffer from hypertension, even if they're on medications, do they need to worry about sodium levels in food? It's a great question. Um, and the answer is simply yes. Um, salt, as a matter of fact, if you look at the real mechanism of how the ACE inhibitors and the um, uh, angiotensin receptor blockers work, and even the diuretics, a lot of them basically, their goal is to ultimately keep the kidneys from pulling more salt into the body. The body uses salt to regulate blood pressure because water and fluids follow salt. So if the body pulls more fluid, the kidneys pull more, I'm sorry, pull more salt in the body, more fluid comes along with that, the pressure increases. So when you take a pill to get rid of salt, to get rid of the fluid, the other aspect of it is, well, if you don't consume as much salt, you don't need to get rid of as much your blood pressure won't be as high. Now, the one thing, two things to keep in mind. First of all, salt is in a very, very uh, large amount of the food that we eat. Um, processed foods have a ton of salt. Salt tastes good. I like it. Everyone likes it. It makes things taste better. So processed food has a ton of salt in it to, into it to make it taste better, to make the product sell more. So you really have to be conscientious to look at the labels, which fortunately... Uh, almost everything does have a good label on now, so you can see how much salt you're consuming. But if you can keep your salt intake very low, try to keep it at a more natural level rather than all the processed foods, that will help the blood pressure. 
The other thing to keep in mind, though, is that it's not going to make your blood pressure go from 150 down to 110. You're going to get some improvement, but it's not going to be dramatic. Some people can get by just with limiting their salt intake and lowering their blood pressure to an acceptable level, but most people are still going to need medication to help them out a little bit with that additionally, too. In just the last few minutes, Dr. Coomer, are these medications you're discussing lifelong medications, or are there ways to fix your blood pressure and get off the medication? Well, there's um, either one certainly is a possibility, but the, the most common cause of blood pressure, we call it a central hypertension, and that basically just means that the arteries are getting stiffer as time goes on. So there's just some changes within the artery itself where it can't, it's not as elastic, so it gets firmer. It's more like a lead pipe rather than a rubber balloon. And so with that being the case, that's not something we can really truly fix. So a lot of times people still will need to be on medications lifelong. And making the changes in your diet, exercising more, limiting your salt intake, those things are all going to help quite a bit. But nonetheless, it's still pretty likely that a lot of the medications will need to be on. Um, you'll be may need to be on them for a long time. That being said, if you do all those things the right way, you probably won't need to be on as many medications. You may not need to be on as high of a dose of a medication. So those are all the fundamentally most important things that the patient can do from their standpoint is still try to control those variables that they can. And there are some people, um, especially if they really have a very poor appetite, a very poor diet, and really don't exercise and are overweight, if they do all the things to control those risk factors, a lot of times we can keep, keep, get people off medications or at least limit the amount that they're on. Well, it's certainly great advice and so important for listeners to hear. And if you're concerned about your blood pressure, you can schedule an appointment with the Brian Hart Lipid and Prevention Clinic by calling 402 483 3333. That's 402 483 3333. Thank you so much, Dr. Coomer, for being with us today. And for more information, you can go to brianhart.com. That's brianhart.com. You're listening to Brian Health Radio. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.